Abandon fear and trust yourself Open up to all life's wealth Tap into a sixth sense With intuitive intelligence Hello and welcome to the Intuitive Intelligence Podcast. I'm your host, Bernadette Gold. Angela is not joining us today, but I have a special guest, Leah Epstein Armstrong, and I hope I'm saying her name right, um, from elifestyle.ca is with us today, and we are going to talk about um, invisible pain from invisible illness. I, I think I said that right. If not, I'll correct it. Um, but I want to start with our opening prayer so that you guys can absorb what's happening in the conversation. And then I'm going to introduce you to Leah. So if you guys will join me, Heavenly Father, give us the eyes to see, the ears to hear, and a heart to understand all you wish us to know. Help us co-create a life of love, joy, and compassion for ourselves and others. Amen. Welcome, Miss Leah. Mm -hmm. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How are you doing, Bernadette? I'm good. I'm excited to have you. So tell tell the audience, the listeners, kind of who you are, um, what you do, and, and then did I get the topic right? Well, very close. It's invisible illness caused by unseen, um, sorry, invisible pain caused by unseen illness. I kept stumbling on that one today. Oh, I don't know why. It's hard. It's a hard one. It is. Yeah. So you and your wonderful husband, whom I met through the Charm Life program, um, and have come to know and love well. Um, but I want to share you guys and your mission and, and what you've gone through with this specific topic. But overall, like, who are you? So I'm Leah. I um I'm a mom of two gorgeous children. One's turning five on Thursday and another one's almost nine. Um, I have a business that I started in 2004. And many people think that I started it with my husband or my husband started it, but I started it before I even knew him. We have a fitness company. And I actually started it because of this whole topic, because I just couldn't be in a corporate work environment. So I had to create something for myself. Um, and we were like one of the first personal training companies in Toronto. We were the first personal training company in Toronto nice. um, that did it. Now there's so many trainers that go in home and stuff like that. But at that time we were the first company and um, yeah, so this is, you know, we've just been on this path. I have Crohn's and colitis um, I also suffer from PTSD due to medical trauma. Um, and I've had a number of stuff happening in the last like year and a half that Bernadette knows a lot about. Um, so unseen pain due to unseen illness is like this, you know, from as far, I can't remember a time that like, I haven't been sort of suffering from one thing or another. And um, I think it's an important thing to talk about because for so many years, I just painted a smile on my face and. And people you doing? With chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia. And I mean, even, you know, RA like rheumatoid arthritis, like you don't see the no. illness, you no. know what I mean? And so the, the person suffering through it, and being exhausted and still having to carry on and champion on, um, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes with that. Yeah. So um, what was your biggest struggle besides putting that smile on your face? I think it's just like, I think it's having, and it's something that like we're working on even in, I'm still working on to this day. We were talking about it last week in Charmed Life is like taking the time to heal. Um, when you have like, a, especially a chronic illness that's unseen, it's like incredibly hard. And I have, and it's funny because so much, like 90% of my, now I know it's not funny that this is just what it is, but I've attracted it. 90% of my personal training clients over the years have had some form of 
unseen illness. You know, like we do really, I do really well with fibro clients. I do really well with like a lot of the, all of those things because I get it. And no one takes that time to heal. Mm -hmm. Um, no one feels they will do everything. Like, I can't tell you how often I was like, I've been in the hospital and like walked out of the hospital and gone to like speaking engagements of like 5,000 people or like walked out of the, I remember one day I walked out of the hospital and went to like the four seasons two hours later for like a family function, like a big family function and had like track marks up and down my arms from like IVs and was in the hospital. This was even before I was diagnosed fully with my Crohn's and colitis. And just the doctor was like, oh, why is all your family coming to visit you? Well, there's like a bar mitzvah, a family bar mitzvah. Oh, well, let's discharge you so you can go to that and celebrate with them. Um, What's that do to your psychology? Yeah. I mean, what's that do to your emotions? What's that? What's the message that you received from stuff like that? It tells me, and I think it tells most people that everything is more important than yourself. That's pathetic. I mean, it's sad to me. That's sad to me. Yeah. You know? So I, yeah, like, I mean, I remember having a miscarriage at a wedding and having a family member, like no one, like, saying anything because they didn't want to take away from like the wedding and like having a family member turn to me and say, Leah, you need to smile more for the picture. And I'm like, I'm losing a baby. I'm like, lucky I'm doing my best to like, just be here and be out of a bed, you know? And it just tells you that your emotions and your healing and yourself is not as important as anyone else's. I would imagine, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I would imagine it also tells you that suffering is just part of your lot in life. Yeah, a hundred percent. And we've talked about that. Like, I just knew that like, I, my whole thing until, you know, recent was like, I need to suffer. Like nothing will come without suffering and that I just need to suffer. I felt like I was being punished for something that I didn't do. I felt like my body was my prison. I felt like my bedroom's been my prison. I've become, you know, for many years, I was an observer of life. Like I just watched life go by as opposed to be a part of life, you know? Do you start to hate your body? Pardon me? Do you start to hate your body after a while? Yeah. Yeah. I'm only asking because I can, I mean... I, I don't have chronic. I've always had mm-hmm. acute yep. illness. Um, but I remember like with, with cancer, my colon yep. cancer, because nobody could see, yep. you know, you, you could see the lump, but no. And because I treated it naturally, my hair wasn't falling out. I didn't yep. look like a cancer patient. Like nobody could see how much pain I was in. Yeah. And yeah, it was one of those things where it's like, And it also, it's not just hating your body. It's like a level of like not trusting your body, you know, and not being able when you have a chronic. So like when you were going through cancer, which is like horrible and sad and awful in itself, but there was a cure and you found that cure, right? When you have a chronic illness that's unseen, you cannot depend when it's going to flare up. So you can make plans and then you hope, you pray and you hope that you can. That's why there's been so many times that I've like walked out of the hospital or like been up all night throwing up and then get up in front of like, and you know what? And the people around me are like, oh my God, you look so amazing. Not like you need to go back to bed. Like, I can't believe you're doing so what you look so great after what you've been through. That's amazing. And it's meant to be a compliment, but. But I think if people would stop long enough to look you in the eye, they would see it. They would see the pain that you're in. Uh, Maybe, maybe they don't want to see the pain. I was thinking about that this morning. And. You know, and do I want to share that pain? 
you know, yeah. there's a little, because when you're dismissed so much, you're trained not to show that pain also. And you're also trained to like, there's lots of times where you show that pain and people don't care. So yeah. then you're like hesitant to show that in the future, right? Like it's not something that you're like, wanting to present to other people because it's easier for them for you just to not for people not to know mm -hmm. rather than people to know and then not care or so not is, there care a, is there a personal shame element to it when oh, 100% a hundred percent and there's like this anger and like I mean I do have to say, like, there's a lot of issues that come when I get into a flare, like, and there's a lot where, like, I can't eat, and then, like, I finally get to eat, and, you know, my stomach finally comes down and I eat, but then there's, like, a whole level of, like, eating sugar that happens, and I think a lot of that is, like, happens because, like, I just want to punish my body, because, like, I know better. I'm a trainer. I'm a nutrition wellness specialist. I'm a yoga instructor. Like I've been doing this for long enough. Like I've studied everything. I've seen every specialist, you know, yeah. and there, I think there's like a level of like punishing your body back because you have no control. Yeah. Well, but that shame aspect too, yeah. Yeah. or guilt. And I know we've talked about this a lot in our charm life class, yeah. but um, I think it's, it's, it's one of the worst parts, um, that I see people doing to themselves. And I know you've struggled with, can you talk yeah. to that? Just to, like, I mean, it's this realization. I think more it's, there's guilt, but I think even before the guilt, there's a realization. So I'll get to the guilt in a second. Okay. But like, I remember being a single woman just have being diagnosed with this and thinking like, how am I going to find a partner that's going to accept me for who I am? And that's gonna, but it's not even that, that it's like, that is going to be willing to take on more of that load than I, because I'm not a whole person. And, and so I know from my, you know, like I remember when Rob and I, like on our second or third date, I was like, Hey, this is like what I'm like, this is what's going on. And you can, you know, like, I'm not like basically saying and not so many words, like this is, this is what it is, right? Like preparing them for this life with a sick per Like my husband, in my mind, my husband didn't do this, but in my mind, my husband at the time when we were just like starting off our, you know, romance, I was thinking he's choosing a life of being with a sick person. And like, I mean, I know even at that point, like when I was in, I was in, I had been, I had moved home briefly when I was diagnosed with my parents. And I felt at that point, I didn't move out till my husband and I got engaged and I moved in because I, my parents would find me passed out on the bathroom floor from like after like throwing up and in so much pain I was like how can I live on my own I can't do this to a roommate to like just be in the bathroom for hours and hours so I have to live with my parents and then you finally saw find someone that accepts you and you work twice as hard to just do everything because you don't want to be a burden you don't want to feel like you have to owe something or anything like that and you know you don't want to take that time to heal because you feel like you are putting that extra burden on your husband, but then you're getting sicker and sicker because you're not taking care of yourself. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is weird. It's like, you're talking about that. And I'm thinking back when I had um, leukemia and there was several rounds of leukemia that I had to fight naturally long before mm -hmm. my cancer. But, um, I literally gave the disclaimer within the first couple dates of, hey, look, I've had this before and I have been sensing some symptoms. Like mm -hmm. before we get moving on this, you need to know yeah. like this is something like leukemia is not 
there's no guarantee here. Yeah. And, and, and I bring it up because it reminds me of that weird feeling when you're sick, whether it's acute or it's chronic. And I mean, leukemia and it was CLL. So like it's, it was chronic because it kept, kept coming back. Like you're just not worthy of having love because, oh my God, something might happen to the other person. Weird. Yeah. How can I do this to someone else? Like, how can I ask them to live in this life? How can I, you know, judging their choice? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And people go through life letting them, giving themselves less than because they're prejudging what someone is willing to get. And, and there's that setup that you're going to like, that you're never going to feel good, that it's always going to be bad, well, that the there's no good things that can come out of it. The programs from, from our society um, of being productive, you have mm-hmm. to be a productive member of society and yeah. you have to have something to offer. And so when you're sick, you know, there's already this, this churning yeah thought cycle like you have nothing to offer 100% and I think it comes a lot like from society from yourself and from family programming too because like I have a grandmother who had polio and so I see a lot and it's interesting because one of my really good friends her mother had probably one of my best friends had her mother had polio as well and we often talk about how well has polio um, we often talk about how that mentality, there's not a lot of polio people in the world these days, but how that sort of like, you have to have that smile, you can be walking around, you have to try hard not to walk with a limp, you and to like not have a brace on and not have and to look normal. And you have to your leg is like killing you, and you have to smile and do work twice as hard as everyone else to show you know my grandmother lived on a farm I grew up on a farm and um so there there was that right so then there's like that dna plus that messaging that you see from your family and that and all of that stuff and it's just like it's a lot you know to pretend to be normal you have to pretend to be normal you have to do whatever it takes to make yourself look normal well, you don't have to. No, but that's the program. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And it's debilitating. I mean, that's a lot of pressure. So much pressure. Like, so, so much pressure. Like, and it's funny because I've recently let my hair go gray, but for many years I didn't. Um, because I, not recently, like a year or two ago, but that's sort of recent to me. And every time I would go into a flare, my hair, I get more patches of gray because that would be like, because I wasn't getting the nutrition because I wasn't eating, my body would just shut down. And so my hair wouldn't be able to produce color. Um, and I, people and everyone's like, Oh, gray's wisdom, grace. And I'm like, no, it just shows like my me being sick, you know, <laughs> like that's not anything. And now I don't care anymore. Um, but Good yeah. You. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. share some of the things that have shifted because knowing you personally and watching your transformation, there's been a lot that's shifted around this topic. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot that's been shifted and shifting. Um yeah. Um, through Charmed Life and like I mean I'm just starting into like EMDR which has been like amazing and I've been in therapy for a while up until now and you know like there's this shift like I mean the last four weeks I've just given myself permission to heal Um, and so like now when I say to Rob like I'm going to like lie down or something instead of that I'm like I'm going to the bedroom to heal (laughs) because like how could I go every day and lie in bed for an hour or two and eat? That's lazy. You know, that's Uh like, um, so, you know, healing, like focusing on healing, focusing on like trusting in the universe. And I got, and like, I mean, I have to be honest, I have spent, so 2004, I think it was 
2001, 2002 that I got diagnosed. And then I started the business in 2004. And I have, can't tell you like how many um, naturopaths, how much I've spent on naturopaths, osteopaths, and like, and eating healthy. And I've done like every like juicing and I've done like every different like protocol and every different supplement. And like, I know everything about anti-inflammatory diets and you know like everything and it's great because I can support our clients in so many different ways and the average trainer cannot and our clients see like so many miracles but it was only band-aiding it and I always thought well once I can get this under control I can get the other stuff out of control but I wasn't focusing in on the spiritual side and the emotional side so you know starting I started therapy and the end of January of this year. And then I started Charmed Life what, like at the beginning of March, I think. Yeah, it was the beginning like, of March. Yeah. I think it was like March 7th or that number, but I think it was just before maybe the second or something. And having the spiritual and the emotional side of things have like, I've seen healing and like, like I had one of the things we didn't talk about yet is like I had massive lung tumors in my lungs um, that were like four by six centimeters in size. Like my last CT wow. scan. At, yeah. And they were growing and shrinking and growing and shrinking and like, but it took like six months to just figure out that it wasn't cancer. So I was walking around thinking for months I had these massive tumors and I have these beautiful children that I'm not going to see grow up and aren't going to have a mother got, you know, like horrible things. And yeah. thankfully, you know, last just December, January, we found out that it wasn't cancer. But this year, but November was the first CT scan that I had had that I had no new tumors growing. And all of my tumors had stopped, had disappeared with no scar tissue, except for one, the really, really big one, which was like, almost completely gone that's crazy um, which is crazy right or like I had been having like problems for years with like my hemoglobin and iron and been getting iron infusions and now my iron finally is and hemoglobin are finally good so what do you think did that I think it's working on the emotional and the spiritual and not just the physical and I always like my original tagline for the company was like it, like e-lifestyle is really like equilibrium so it's like body mind and soul um but i really thought that the body would lead the mind and the soul i didn't realize that i didn't think that it was it took me all of these till i was 43 years old to like really and in a horrible car accident which triggered like um, everything had to like break down into horribleness and do you know but that's been the turnaround and so that mindset of like thinking and you know trusting and you know instead of being afraid you're going to get sick again like trusting that like you're going to be healthy and trusting that you're on the right path and even when I'm on the right path like last week like you had to confirm that I was on the right path because like the ego steps in and it's like you've had all of these years of illness like how can you just turn things around so quickly and you know as I say like I've researched the most alternative I know every alternative thing out there that I've done right but it was like and I felt like I couldn't even address those other two things but I didn't I, it needed to happen all at the same time absolutely and has to has to happen continuously yeah yeah so and, and when you start to get sick you don't think oh my god this is going to be weeks it becomes like oh, I can, this is just like a little blip. Like I'm not feeling great today. You know, tomorrow's going to be a better day, which like I used to think at the beginning of this and just get disappointed and disappointed and disappointed. And now I can really trust that it's going to be better. And when you don't feel well, what do you do differently? 
How's that shifted for you? I don't feel guilty. I am. I lean into it. Nice. I lean That's into important, it. Right. Yeah. Like giving yourself permission. Yeah. To be okay with not being okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I own it and I don't feel, you know, like my husband is like the most supportive guy in the world. And like, I always felt guilty and now I'm just like, but it's also, I, instead of saying like, I don't feel well, I'm going to bed. I say, I'm going to the bedroom to heal, you know? So it's like those little, little. micro. And that's the thing is like, People, when people are sick, especially with a chronic, like, I mean, listen, I see people with like fibro, like you cannot even, you know, when you're in that much pain and that much inflammation, you cannot even like, it's so hard. And I know, like, I mean, when I get a, a stomach spasm, like it is like there, I have to do everything that I can do just not to go to the hospital to get like morphine, right? Because I would rather be at home and my bed than in the hospital and like when you're going through that and when you're vomiting non-stop and it's hard to like do all those mindset things and stuff like that but when you just like change those tiny little things when you start just by changing like instead of like I'm sick I'm going to bed I'm going to heal I you know instead of like you know, I, you know, I started like, they, you know, and I can't always write when I'm not feeling well. So like, if I can't write, I like go through like gratitude. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just like do tons of, you know, instead of 10 gratitude, which I try and do each day, I write like a 100. And if I can't write it, I think it and if I can't think it, I have like, I have the basic where it's like, I'm safe and protected. I have everything I need and want like in this moment, it may not. And I just, sometimes my ego's like, but you're not. I'm like in this moment right now, I have everything I need and want. I'm safe and protected. I am love. I am joy. I am yes. peace. And I am grateful. And then I go through that with my kids and my husband. And it's sometimes I, you know, and you can, so just in those things and just to repeat that over that was like how I started. Like, when I was like, at, cause like when I, I couldn't always, when I started at the beginning of this year, I was such a mess, right? I couldn't always get into it. And that I was like, the bottom line is I'm safe. At, like, and yeah, to, in a minute, I may not be safe and protected, but right now I am, you know, in this second, you have to, I would have to bring myself into that moment. And I think bringing that because my whole life, I, I think a lot of people like when I'm when I accomplish this, when this is done, then I'll be happy, then I'll feel better, then this will be. And it's no like it's in this moment, you have to be happy, so that you can be in the future, happy. And so it's like, you have to bring yourself back to that moment instead of thinking, Oh, my God, I feel so horrible. How long is this going to be? How long am I going to be trapped in my body? How long am I going to not do that and then just start with like little things little little things that you can do for yourself or you can enjoy with your kids or with a friend and it doesn't have to be a huge commitment it can be like sitting down and coloring for a little bit with your child or you watching know a movie. watching I mean, a movie yeah yeah like, so I mean, um one of the things i know <clears throat> we talked about before but i think should be brought up is that weird thing of being like, I'm never going to be normal. Yeah. Like you're comparative, the comparing yeah. other people when in all reality, this is your normal. So how do you, what would you say to others that are struggling with invisible illnesses? Like how to get beyond that, that even conversation in their head? Yeah. I don't, See, I feel like in a way I was sort of lucky when this came about because social media wasn't a big thing. Like now it's even worse with social media and people have to remember, like, I mean, people have to remember that what they're seeing on social media is like a split second of someone's life, you know, that's probably staged and there's probably like 20 other pictures that like they declined to. 
Um, I know that for me thinking like, I mean, I'm not normal. I'm never going to be normal. Like, I mean, I'm different than everyone in my family. I'm more spiritual. I'm starting to get, you know, something I haven't talked about like publicly, like I'm starting to get little downloads and messages from spirit. I'm feeling connected in lots of different ways. I, but I've always like affected charm life. <laughs> it is. Like, I, I also realized that I've always like all my clients think that like I'm so amazing because I always find out what I always know the root of their problems and the root of their problems and it's an intuition that I have and I just never did that but like I'm never gonna be normal I'm normal you know um God, right yeah thank god but like what is normal? I mean, you look at yeah. what's normal and, and what's normal in our society yeah. has become narcissistic self-promotion yeah. and entitlement. But I think, yes, exactly. And I think it's also like, I'm never going to not be a burden as more than I'm not going to be normal. I think that's the more thing. And I'm realizing to trust the universe more that mm -hmm. the universe I'm like as I'm saying this I'm like oh, you can't see it but I'm wearing like my mom's necklace that I recently two or three months ago I started wearing and it's like uh infinity lots of like little infinity things I'm rubbing the infinity sign and that's been something a message that I've been getting a lot from you and from like in my life and stuff like that that like give and take right so I realized I'm not a burden like my husband loves me like if I wasn't in my head regardless of sick or not sick like if I wasn't in my husband's life his life wouldn't be as full and complete as it is now right. um and having a life doesn't mean you have to be productive a hundred percent of the day. Right. Right. Like when you think about when you're a burden, that's like, well, I can't do everything everyone else does. That's well, the you do do. Yeah. That isn't the BBB. Yeah. Right. Like that's that thing we go. Ah, and I watch it with my clients constantly, you know, this, this thing, because I have clients that also have Lyme disease and it's the same mm -hmm. thing, visible, you know, yep. and, and one day they're okay. And the next day they're just not, and they don't yep. know when they're going to be yep. able to cycle out of it, um, depending on what their infection level is. And Lyme disease is another one of those has the doctor stump. How do we treat this and heal? Mm -hmm. them. Um, but it's an interesting thing because the switch in the brain from doing to being. Yeah is such a huge effect. Yeah. yeah. And like one of the things we've talked about is I've always done things out of like anxiety. Like if I don't get this done. So now I'm learning to like do things out of like pleasure and enjoyment and trying to find joy in it um, and pleasure and all of these, it's sometimes hard. <laughs> And I sometimes I have to challenge myself because like, you know, but like, I'm really doing my best and, you know, and doing the things that I like more. And then there's like two or three things that I'm like, I got to do, but then I find ways to like, make it a little bit more enjoyable and stuff like that. Oh. But yeah, I think it's like, I think it's like, not even so much about like, I'm not going to be normal. It's like, I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm not going to be able to pull my weight. That's, I think, the thing mm -hmm. that, like, um, that was more than not being normal. Like, I'm not going to pull my weight. And yet um, we know plenty of women that have married men and have people waiting on them hand and foot who are capable of pulling their weight but don't feel the yeah. necessity to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's all parts of society. Yeah. Right. And I see that. Like, I mean, I often see that in what I do, right? Like... Um, but with that though, comes a whole other level. Like, you know, a lot of these women don't feel, you know, cause I train them, I speak to them, I coach those people too. And, you know, there's this idea that like, are there, is their life meaningful enough is what they're doing, you know, because they don't, aren't doing anything. Do they have as much of a say and decisions as 
their husband or partner. Um, so yes, on the outside, there's that idea that it looks good. But I think as a society as a whole, we're not being, we're not enjoying. Well, and here's a secret, like from someone who doesn't have any chronic illnesses at the moment, other than asthma. Um, and I say that honestly, I don't have anything at the moment. Thank you, God. Mm -hmm. But I still have to battle the program to do, 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 do. Yeah. And not just be like that, the the being, the loving, the, how I show up and the, why I show up matters far beyond what I actually do when I show up. Yeah. But we've been programmed opposite. A hundred percent. And it's debilitating to those who aren't ill. And it's 10 times more debilitating to those who are ill. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And, and it doesn't allow for this, you know, like, it's funny because now I feel like there's often times where I'm not feeling great or I get like my funny stomach, you know, my, I don't want to say like my stomach gets really, really sick, but like, I'm not feeling so great. And it's just before I up level in my life too. So Mm -hmm. now I'm even like, oh, this means that something good might be coming. Now I need to get to a point where that doesn't even come up. Um, But just to be aware that these things happen. And I think it's also, there's like part of something out there that's trying to stop you from achieving your dreams. Like there's... um, there's like a program that's out there that's like when you're getting sick, like to me, it feels like I'm preventing. We've talked a lot. And in my case, there was like, I came into this world and I came into things knowing from the time I was a baby feeling like if I need it, I have to sacrifice my something for myself um, in order to get what I want. I, I had that message. Some people have that. I think some people feel like, it might be too good to be true. So they're self-sabotaging. They may feel like they're not worthy enough. So they're like subconsciously making, um, making that happen. But like, you need to get to the root of why so that you can, the, the point is, is like, whatever it is, there's different reasons. And, um, and knowledge is power when you know why. I actually had, I want to, I was going to actually message this and I wasn't even going to bring it up in this, but it's interesting. So I've done like four to five days a week. Some weeks I'm like doing it seven days a week. Some days I'm not doing it. I've done like affirmations. These are what my affirmations look like. My affirmations. Okay. Just like very plain. And I had like an EMDR session last week that really like up leveled it took me to like the first time that I felt like I wasn't worthy and I wasn't good enough and that was sadly my first memory of that was in kindergarten like I have been walking around my life feeling that and it's no and you know I'm not surprised that I got a chronic illness after I was finished with going to school when I made the decision I'm not I'm done I'm not furthering my education anymore and I just was out in the workplace because I had been dealing with learning disabilities and then all of a sudden my body's like oh well like we don't have that stress anymore like let's give you some Crohn's and colitis to like make you feel not worthy right um and that being said I there's as I say like there's lots there's so many reasons why these things happen and um and why and the programming that becomes it and it's so like i mean people are suffering so much and it makes me so sad like i feel it i see it i'm out there and i see people and you know like i mean people have diabetes and have like insulin pumps and they're walking around and yes, like, I mean, it is so normal to have a normal life when you have diabetes, but like, let's talk about this. Like, let's yeah. unpack this. Like, why can't we even, 
fact, you know, that like for so long I hid that I was like sick. I like, I thought it was a liability. I didn't want my clients to know. I didn't want my like big clients to know. I like, it was the dirty little secret. Like, so weird. Cause you know, I, I mean, Angela and I have talked about this in regards to cancer. Cause mm-hmm. uh, when, especially when you're treating naturally, like mm-hmm. it was a weird, yeah. it's a weird thing. I did both leukemia and my stomach cancer naturally mm-hmm. right? with layering all kinds of different yeah. protocols. But because my hair wasn't falling out, yes, I was skinny, skinny, skinny. Yeah. But because my hair wasn't falling out because I could cover whatever with makeup and just layer extra clothes, people didn't know I was sick. I mean, I I literally had one of my friends, ex-friends, say to me, I don't even believe you have cancer because you don't look like a cancer patient. And I'm like, because you're used to seeing radiation and chemo. Yeah. But then there's this weird like guilt over that, like, so now I have to look sick. Yeah. To please you. Well, and that being said, like, I can't tell you how many times I've been in a flare and get like unhealthy, skinny, like where, and people are like, oh my God, you look so good. Cause we live in a society where like unhealthy, skinny is like, you look so good. And I'm like, really? Like my, I'm, falling apart. Like I have bruises everywhere. Cause I have no iron in my body. Right. I have my hairs falling out in clumps. I've had to basically like cut my hair totally off. Um, cause it's all patchy and gross. And you think I look more beautiful than when I was like 10 pounds at a heavier at a healthy weight, like ridiculous. But also I think what you're also bringing up is when people treat naturally because this is a whole other level too which we weren't even planning on talking about but there's this whole thing when because like I treat naturally I have I can't tell you how many doctors like eight that I'm not on like a biological that I'm not on an immune suppressant my doctor my like I have had extra colonoscopies to like prove to my doctor that I am feeling better because he doesn't believe it. And so then often you're not reaching out for the medical support because in this idea of like Western medicine, there's no room for both. Right. And so then you're you're lying to medical professionals about how you're feeling because you know that it takes longer to feel better by doing this naturally yeah. And so then there's this whole other level of like, and then also not really telling the truth to other people because people are like, well, why are you still sick? Like you should be on this medication. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. People think they're, they're all the experts. They give you like all this research and you're like, you don't even know like the tip of this iceberg, right? Like mm-hmm. this is insane. And so then you're also, so when you're treating naturally, you don't even want to complain because if you complain, then people are like, well, this isn't working. You should be like going and getting like, you know, Western conventional medicine. But I mean, look, all, and, and you're right. This wasn't something we, we planned to discuss, yeah. but I think this is a good point. Um, and I'm not downing allopathic medicine, Western medicine. There is no. a, time and a place for it. Yeah. Like, it's not like I haven't gone to the doctor. I had a hysterectomy last year to remove a mask. But the point is this, um, we are one of like the United States and and Canada, Mm -hmm. the Western, Western Mm -hmm. States and countries very much in this mindset that you can't blend them, but our programming across the globe is such that I have a magic pill to cure the symptoms. So I'm going to, as long as you don't have the symptoms, it doesn't matter if your illness isn't cured. You have the magic pill and the symptoms go away and you have an immediate answer. And who wants to be on a medication the rest of your life? Like that's insane. And who wants to like, I mean, immune suppressants lower your immune system. Like why? And cause cancer and cause these like, 
horrible, awful things. And like, I have this discussion every time my doctor's like, well, you should really should be on this because like, you're going to have scar tissue. And because you have Crohn's and colitis where they are, like, you're going to have to get it removed. And, and then you'll have a bag, an ostomy in a bag. And I'm like, so if it gets to that point, I would rather have an ostomy. I would rather have a bag. Like, what is wrong with having a bag? Like, what is wrong if I'm that sick? I would rather have that than be in chemotherapy because I have cancer from as a side effect from this medication. Or I get some other horrible illness because my immune system's been suppressed. Like, right. so why is this, you know, like cosmetic thing of having a bag such a horrible thing to have so I go in for surgery and get my colon removed I would rather that than have my life taken over you know like it's an interesting I mean honestly illness and and chronic illness especially is an interesting um weird topic that has to shift like we have to have communications like this because people are out there suffering, whether it's with anxiety or depression, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, Lyme disease, Crohn's, colitis. It doesn't even matter what you're suffering. Yeah. Like there has to be a level of addressing the person holistically. Mm -hmm. get them to heal because if you only heal the physical symptoms and you don't address the spiritual level the mental level the emotional level you're left with somebody who's on pills synthetic mm -hmm. and they're still hating on their bodies and they're still hating their lives and they're still hating themselves and they're still in pain and they're a shell of themselves absolutely and it doesn't have to be that way no you know it doesn't have to be that thing where you, you're like, well, I'm not worth anything because I can't produce what everybody else can produce like you've done for so many years. I'm so yeah. proud of you, Leah. Like I, I am really want to witness like to you how proud I am of you because like you were saying, you came into charm life and you were one way and your conversation, your story was one way that, but there was a, a commitment a declaration mm -hmm. from you that said, I'm not living like this anymore. Yeah. This isn't going to run me anymore. Yeah. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to change. Everything had shut down in my life. Like, I mean, I had, I had this chronic illness, but I also, and then I had these lung tumors and then I had this car accident and it was like, I cannot, if I could, everything fell apart. Like I was at everything financially, emotionally, physically like I was just like I remember so I started term life when we went to Florida I remember like going like I, I had a car I had a driving anxiety and I still do at that point and we decided and we were going to drive to Florida I don't know how I got into a car every day I don't know how I had blood coming out of me like I was bleeding nonstop. It was like insane. I don't know how I did it, but I was like, I need to get to Florida, get to Florida. We're going to start charmed life. And, um, I just knew like, but I was like at that, I knew I, I knew I felt like I was being punished for something that I didn't do nothing. I'd worked so hard in my life on so many different areas. And I just, and as you know, like, I was just like, this is like, I told you, like, I don't have any other options. Like, there was nothing else that I tried everything else, you know, um, I was a mess. Like, but I not was more, yeah, not anymore. And you're still, <laughs> you're still climbing, which I love. Yeah, I love <laughs> which comes to, you know, we've got to wrap it up here in a few yeah. minutes. But um the thing that's most inspiring too is that you and your husband through all of this, the car accident, the illness, the financial struggle, you know, rebuilding your lives, re-engineering, re literally re-engineering your entire lives uh, and dreaming bigger and, and, and working through all of this stuff. Then we have the pandemic and now the kids are like, so much has changed this last year um, who could have known, but then you guys, also have this online platform for your business that you're you launched right mm -hmm. which was another yeah. big task 
Yeah. Um, so, but you've done it. So can you talk about that? Like, what, what do you guys offer now online? Because that's, that was all going on in the background with all these yeah. juggling. Yeah. So, yeah. So we've like, I mean, for a while we've been trying to shift to online. It feels like, oh, I'm echoing. Okay. There, that's better. Um, so it feels so, uh, but recently because of COVID, we've been able to really like up level our online programs. And so this is something that we had started just through emails, like eight years ago, seeing really good success. And we have this amazing lifestyle program. Some people use it for weight loss. Some people use it to boost their immune system. Some people use it to hit their exercise goals. And we have this like phenomenal program that I trust. And it's, oops. And it's funny because it's the thing that I use when I feel like my life is out of control. And it's like, when I get that way, I'm like, okay, let's get those meal plans out. Because you can't think, right? And that's the thing with chronic illness is there's often your body becomes everything. And then you can't even like get into your mind to plan or to you're like, I need to do better. I need to or on the other hand, with every like, I mean, I was saying I tried every program out there. And, you know, you have naturopaths, you have books saying you need to eat this, you can eat that. Well, it's like, well, what do I eat? When do I eat it? How much do I eat? Like, there's, you know, like, I need to have this each day, but how do I incorporate it? So we have a program that, you know, certainly we address like the body, mind, soul, we address everything. It's not just calories in calories that we take into account all the other lifestyle factors that prevent people from reaching their goals. And it's been really an amazing thing. My husband and I have been really loving that. And, um, and just taking the stuff that we see success with our clients and with ourselves and like helping people through this time. And yeah, like, I mean, as I say, like, as you were saying, like, on and we can maybe leave it coming up like I was we were talking about how like last year I was a mess I remember last like December I was at my parents it was awful and I was at my parents on the weekend I haven't been there in a while and I was thinking oh my god like I'm healing like I I thought it was like bad last December and I remember like you talking about your hysterectomy and talking about like all of that stuff and like and thinking like things are bad and then they got even worse in January February and like and I'm like I couldn't have imagined them getting worse than they were now and then being so much better and being like even though they're so much better I've done so much thing healing I'm like I can't wait till next December to <laughs> where I'm going to be um because we have the and like the thing is with this program is we are just so excited because we want to help other people like and it's world I mean the great thing about the online platform you know is it's worldwide there's no there's no border restriction like yeah. the information and the course can be um yeah. shared out there worldwide so you guys that are listening um if you want to check out Leah and her husband Rob's programs it's e lifestyle dot ca it's e life's style like life l-i-f-e style s-t-y-l-e dot c-a because they're in canada but you mm -hmm. can access it from across the globe check out what they have to offer because like if you've struggled the way leah has um or you just have fitness goals or you just want to you want to eat better and you don't want to have to do all that tons of research that gets you way confusing confused like They've already done it for you. Go go yeah. check it out because it's amazing. And yeah. these two have a pretty amazing background and yeah. story to boot. And we take we've taken the whole idea of like sufficiency and abundance into this. So as opposed to like taking things out of people's diet, we put what people need into it and work in a sufficiency mode and it work in a abundance mode, which most diets don't they're like you have to take everything out and so but what happens is that all of a sudden those things that aren't so great you just don't get because your body's getting what it needs right like right. when you're craving food when you're when you're reaching for those other food it's because you don't have what you need so we work on putting those things into your diet not taking things out and then all of a sudden naturally your 
you just, it all comes together, which is really fun and exciting and people don't believe it. And it's such a fun process that we like love. And I love that. So you, you want guys to- work with people though, that have like, like this program can work with people yeah. with Crohn's and colitis. Yeah. Fibro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So chronic illness, like, I mean, yeah. I do a lot of, because of my fertility stuff, I do a lot of that. I'm now getting a lot of people that have, you know, it's funny. Like I would think, Oh, this is just happening. But I now before charmed life and all this stuff, but I know you just attract. Right. So because I went through all of this mental health stuff, we're getting a lot of people that are just dealing with mental health and need a routine. Some people just need a routine. After the pandemic started, yeah. a lot of people had mental health issues that they, they never slowed down long enough to realize they had, but they had, and they became more yeah. amplified. Um, so yeah, it doesn't surprise me. So yeah. the, the website to reach um, is E, the letter E like elephant, yeah. lifestyle.ca. Yeah. That's it. It's not .com, it's .ca for Canada. Um, but you can reach the, reach it worldwide. We are out of time. Um, I just want to thank Leah. And I'm so glad, you know, when I get to introduce to like my Charm Life Masters, I get so excited because I get to go on this journey with, with them. people that come into Charm Life or they're not all like at the bottom. But for the most part, whatever issue they walk in with, they are at the bottom of that issue whatever that may be. And there's never any judgment. And it's so interesting to me when I get to bring someone who's been through the process and has completely shifted their, their lives, their health, their, their money story, their, their relationship stuff and bring them on and actually have people see what their expertise. I love sharing this. I love sharing. And I love, I love you and Rob, you guys have added so much to, to that class because that group is an amazing group of people. I wish you the most success and from the bottom of my heart, thank, thank you, you for coming and, and speaking to, you know, my listeners. And I, I don't even know what to say, Leah. Thank you. Well, I thank you. Like, I mean, I know that for so long I was in, I guess, darkness. Like it was so, and people need to hear stories like this. And I appreciate this because like, I appreciate you. I didn't think that I would be, I came to you for, I I didn't think that all so many changes would be make it made in my life. And I certainly didn't think I would be able to address my like physical health stuff. I was just like, we just need to get like manifesting, you know, like manifesting yeah. in a positive you way. On money. Well, it was finance. Like, I mean, and that's the thing too, is like, you don't realize until you don't have it. Like finances, people say like money isn't everything. It is like, I mean, you can't do much without money. I'm sorry. Unless you're living like money's just energy. Yeah, and when you start to understand that like love, money, health, all of those things are all tied together and you come in and working on one thing, you realize, Oh crap. Now I need to just balance it all across the board. So your life can completely change. And, but it takes work. And and exactly the thing that I like the honor part. Yeah. You guys did the work you're doing that. You're continuing to do the work. Yeah. And, and like things like my husband, like we didn't, we were solid. My husband and I like, we it's like we've always been solid like there's been times of course that i'm annoyed by him but like that's life um but like our relationship has become more enriched and deeper and it's not even something that like we needed to work on but like the quality of our relationship is that much better and stronger and like it's Mm -hmm. we're just so grateful because there's so many that we came in for like really financial and like to get help I like I wanted to help man be more and con- feel more in control of my life and I felt like things would come into place but everything's coming into place and as I say like I uh, I will tell you my download after when I was like next year where am I going to be and this thing popped in my head I will say that to you after this um but like I'm so excited like I said to Rob especially after last week's session I'm like we can never leave charmed life <laughs> like no matter how much you elevate because things come up and ego and like different things happen 
but we are so grateful. It's changed all of our lives and it's just amazing. You guys keep me on it. I mean, honestly, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for charm life and maybe, I mean, cause I've been on this journey for a long time of just grow, mm -hmm. grow, grow, grow. But the one thing in teaching charm life, and it is like, I'm there weekly. I have to yeah. show up weekly for everybody, which means I can't ever get off the train yeah. of growth and, and evolving at higher level and up level. And yeah. I can't because like the more I climb, the more I can help everyone else climb. So for me, like as much as I teach the class and I coach you guys and I'm there for you guys, y'all like give me purpose to keep growing and learning and, and connecting and not getting lazy in my own journey. You yeah, know? I can believe that, you know, like I, I can certainly, I see how you come each week to class and like you share so much and there's no ego. So like if you're having a, I don't know if I can swear, but a crappy yeah. week, let's say, okay, so a shitty week, you're saying I am having a shitty week. And that's so great to see that. Like you cannot, you don't have to be on the path a hundred percent of the time. It's like, and, people, well, you're on the path, but you don't have to be, it doesn't always yeah. have to be roses and unicorns yeah. and glitter Yeah, and it can still be okay. Well, and that's life, right? Because we live in a 3D world. It was like I was saying to my girlfriend today, and I know we're so over time. I am so sorry. No, no, no. Um, it's fine. Okay. So I was saying to my girlfriend today, we were talking about like how things, I'm like, you know what? I think life is going to throw us at it. But as we're growing, we're not, it's going to take us less time to like get over and through it right so like something happens like something had triggered me that we had talked about a couple weeks ago with my family and like within an hour or two I was through that energy like in a past world like old Leah would still be like obsessed with this idea of it right and I was able to move through this like I had like basically an anxiety attack because of it and it was horrible and then I just took the things that I did and you know move through it like life is always it's not going to be perfect and that's not the point of life but it's about like navigating it and getting through those emotions so that you can give your and I think maybe that's the thing with the illness it's like you're giving your your emotion to those positive things like if I'm feeling really bad and bad as I said like I write instead of 10 um 10 gratitude pieces of gratitude I find a hundred yeah you know and it could be like that my sheets are very comfortable and clean you know yeah. <laughs> I love clean sheets. <laughs> my my pillows are like soft. I'm so lucky that I have like a big bed with my own bathroom so that like if I'm in there for four hours, my family can use another bathroom. You know, like right. it's little thing toilet paper after the pandemic. I have <laughs> toilet paper. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and it's about, you know. And one thing I've learned, and I think is maybe a really good place to end is like, sometimes we don't want to get better, because we feel like we're not being authentic to our journey, that we're taking away a piece of our history, a piece of ourselves, if someone did something to us, it makes it okay for them to do something. And one of the things that I've been learning, I, we, I was talking about this actually, in my with their in my therapy, in my EMDR this week, is that it's really it's not about healing isn't about that. It's not about taking those bad things away. It's not about taking what someone did that's bad away. It's about mm -hmm. really being able to look at it in this Leah and not feel those horrible emotions. Yeah. Right. And, and you can like report it almost like you're and report it authentically and with to give people that same idea but like not have those same emotions as you did like those negative emotions be able to like report it and not it and have it not bring you Without down all the, yeah, attachment to the emotions yeah yeah absolutely yeah. it's brilliant yeah well, thank you thank you thank, thank you. you thank you for coming on and for being a part of my world 
and trusting me with your journey and your path. And Thank I you. hope, I hope um, we have someone in the live chat right now who has IBS, lupus, fibro, fibro transverse myelitis is going to come check out um, elifestyle.ca. So the rest of you that are listening, you know, thank you for joining us. Make sure you like and follow the podcast, but go check out what they have to offer. If you are, you know, you have some health goals or if you are yourself struggling with um, some of the stuff that we talked about today, because I really think that this is an amazing resource for you guys. And once you meet Rob and Leah, you're going to be hooked because they're amazing. People. <laughs> they're amazing people. So thank, thank, you. thank you. Thank you, Leah. We're going to end you. it for today and we will be back next week. And Angela will be joining me on the podcast next week. So you guys have a good one. I'll see you later. Abandon fear and trust yourself. Open up to all life's wealth. Tap into a sixth sense with intuitive intent.